Well, good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. Wasn't that just an amazing time of worship? That was great. I'm just sitting down there. I was so moved. And I was just filled with so much expectation for what God's doing in TVC. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah. It's, yeah. Give yourselves a round of applause. Yeah, I think if we have a, a TVC, if our family worships like that, the enemy better watch out. Tanya, that, that was an amazing time, and I'm so filled with expectations. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt, Matt Van Dong, and I'm on staff here at TVC. I work with our youth group and with our internship program, and I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. I'm excited to, to get the opportunity to be up here. Um, and before I really get jump into it, I when I speak, it's m- mostly to uh, students. So usually it's a bunch of students, the youth that I'm speaking to. And what I love about speaking to youth is that they get a little rowdy. So uh, I say something that maybe they like, or maybe they just want to have fun, and I get a little amen, or get a, sometimes I get a little hallelujah. And so if that's you, I just want to say, let the inner amen, hallelujah come out of you today, because I really do feed off that energy. I love it, and let's just have fun today for the next half an hour or so. All right, but before we begin, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We just thank you that that you're moving in this place, you're moving in TVC, Lord. I'm so excited, filled with expectation for what you're doing here. I ask you to just move with us today. You would speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so about a month ago, Joel Strickland, our executive pastor here, was giving a great message, and we're in this series called Stranger Things. And so we're talking about how do we live in the right side up while the world is often living in the upside down, and how do we navigate that? And that particular weekend, Joel was talking about uh, holy versus happy. And I was sitting in the seats just like you guys, and I had this really cool moment. One of those moments where I really felt like God was speaking to me. And normally he speaks to me through the still, small voice, and that's what he was doing, but it was a little louder than normal, and so much so that I had to take my phone out and started to write everything that uh, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me. And I knew I had this message coming up, And so today, what we're going to be talking about is the idea of pray versus play. So pray versus play. So I had that in my mind, and I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about that. And and I also was sitting there writing. He was reminding me of all the stories of his faithfulness in prayer. That I've seen him move faithfully in prayer so many times. And he was reminding me of these stories. And the first story that he reminded me of, of was when I was in Uganda for the first time. And so, at this point, I hadn't really prayed for many people out loud, especially a stranger. And so I was a little nervous to pray for somebody. And this is one of our first days of our outreach. And we're in a little village, walking around, meeting people. And I meet this man. I get, I get to talking to him. And I found out that he has extreme ad- abdominal pain. I don't know really what was going on, but I had a lot of pain there. And I felt that nudge from the Lord. Hey, you should pray for him. Uh, I was a little nervous. I was like trying to make excuses why I shouldn't. But I was like, I'm going to do this. So I, I, I stepped out in prayer. I put my hand on his shoulder and I just prayed something simple like, in Jesus' name, uh, just ask that this man's healed, that the pain leaves. Amen. And I look up and the man's smiling. He's like, yeah, all the pain's gone. And this is awesome. And he shook my hand and he smiled and he kind of was nonchalant about it and kind of walked away. And I'm like, how is he so nonchalant about this? So I'm like holding back having a mini dance party in, right in the middle of the street because I was so excited that I just saw God move. And, you know, I was excited 
that the man got healed. I really was. But I was really excited that I just saw God move through prayer. And then God reminded me of a time when I was traveling from university to university, uh, part of what was called Igbalo Project. And so we were uh, doing these events at these universities and just sharing what God's doing in the world. And it was towards the end of one of these events. I was in a small university in Minnesota. And I was getting excited because it was almost done. I'm like, this is a good day. I'm looking forward to sleep. Uh, getting ready to go. And then there, God showed me this, this guy who was sitting alone in the bleachers. And I felt that nudge again. Hey, you should go, you should go pray for him. Again, I try to make excuses like, God, I, I don't know. But, of course, God always wins those conversations. And so I went, I sat next to this guy, and I said, hey, can, can I pray for you? He said, sure. And uh, I didn't know what to pray, to be honest. And so, I kid you not, this is what my prayer was. Lord, uh, if you want to speak to us, we totally want to hear you. Uh, so we're just going to listen. Amen. <laughs> and so I sat there in silence for a second. And the first thing that popped in my head was, Joshua 1.9. And instantly I was like, Matt, that wasn't God, because that's like one of my favorite verses. Of course that would pop in my head, because it does all the time. But I got nothing, so I'm going to go with it. So I, I said, hey, this verse popped in my head, and I encouraged him in that. Like, be strong, be courageous, Joshua 1.9. I sat there for a second, and I looked a little closer, and I see that he was almost in tears. And then he went into his, uh, under his shirt, he brought his necklace out. And his honest necklace, it said, Joshua 1.9. And so here I am trying to be serious, because, like, I need to hear this guy out, but I'm having another mini dance party inside. Because he started, began to tell me that he's been so busy, and he's been so stressed that he's really lost sight of God. And, and that Joshua 1.9 was his favorite verse, um, but he had forgotten that he was even wearing the necklace. It was just something that he wore. And he was so encouraged that God would speak through a stranger to him, that God saw him, and God did that through prayer. And so, I'm sitting here listening to Pastor Joe speak. When the stinging question kind of hit my heart, and that is, am I walking this belief out? Am I walking the belief out that God can move in prayer, that God wants to move in prayer, that God can move through healings and can give peace, he can give direction, and he does this all through prayer. And then we're in the series, and this, this title of this is Pray vs. Play. And so I began to think, how much this summer have I really been prioritizing play over pray? Prioritizing hanging out with friends or just taking advantage of this beautiful summer that I've forgotten a little bit about prayer. And I tried to come to my defense in that moment. I remember stopping writing and coming to my defense, and then Holy Spirit was right there reminding me that I actually haven't prioritized prayer the way that I should. That I haven't been called, and I think as Christians, we haven't been called just to pray maybe before we go to bed or, or pray when we just are in need, which those are good times to pray, but we've actually been called to pray in a way as though it's one of the most important things that we could ever do in our lives. And I stand firm on that. I believe that prayer is one of the most important things that we could ever do, we could ever devote ourselves to in our entire lives. And so this was a great conviction for me and a great challenge because it caused me to focus on how much I actually love prayer and how I think it's important. 
but it also highlighted the obstacles that get in the way of our prayer life on a daily basis because there are a lot of things fighting for our time. And, and, and we get busy and we want to go out on the boat. We want to hang out. And these are all good things. But so many things are fighting for our time that often I think that prayer might be one of the first things that we, we set aside. And so I want to ask you guys a question just to think about where are you at with prayer? Does your prayer life exist? I think that it's important for us to think about our lives. Not to feel bad if we're maybe not where we want to be, but to actually honestly look at our lives and where are we at with prayer? Do we say, are, are we kind of doing what the world says, which I think is one or two things, which is play all day, or, or the classic excuse that I've used many times, is I'm just so busy. Or are we taking time to seek God and our relationship with God through prayer? And so what I want to focus on today Prayer is so vast and so amazing, and it would be an amazing study if you guys are looking for a new Bible study. But I wanted to hit some foundational points that will, will push your prior life forward. And I think that if, if these foundational beliefs uh, in prayer can be understood, I think that all of our prayer lives will go to the next level. And so my first point is this, that belief is the fuel for action. So I think whatever we believe in our life, if we truly believe it, there will be action behind it. If you look at any movement in history, wars have been based off beliefs, political movements off beliefs, inventions, businesses are driven by beliefs taken to heart and made into reality. Take McDonald's, for instance. I'm sure it's safe to say that we have all been to McDonald's before. Maybe some of us have regretted that later. But we have all been there. We've all uh, done that. But how did McDonald's become the name that it is today? Well, McDonald's was originally founded by two brothers in California. And they ran a successful, successful operation. Uh, but they didn't have the belief and they didn't take the action for it to grow any more than what it was. And then... Eventually, someone came along who really believed in the potential of McDonald's. He believed in the product, and he believed in the vision of a franchise fast food restaurant. Big Macs, golden arches everywhere. He had this vision. He had this belief. But if he had this belief and he didn't take any action to it, McDonald's wouldn't be what it is today. And I think that's the same way in our prayers. Do we believe in the product of prayer? Do we believe in the potential that prayer has? Do we believe in the vision that prayer can change your family? That prayer can affect your workplace? That prayer can actually go to the broken places in our hearts and can heal it? And if that is our belief, if we actually believe that, belief is the fuel for action. So if we're not having action, my question is, do we actually believe that prayer works? If we're not setting, a time in the, setting time apart for prayer in our busyness, are we actually believing that prayer works? You know, the Bible talks about um, the importance and the power of believing. And so James 1, verses 6 and 7 says this, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Now, this is kind of blunt, um, but I think what it highlights is God clearly showing there is power in believing. 
There's power in believing that God will move in prayer. And that when we come in confidence to him, that he can move, he wants to move. I don't think that means that we have to always be confident. I think many times I I do prayers that I am not confident about. But what I am confident in is the foundational belief that God will move through prayer. And that stepping out in prayer reflects our belief. And so, I think a lot of times we're at different levels with this. Maybe some of you have this, this really solid belief in prayer, but maybe you found yourself falling away from it, and it's about reprioritizing your time. But some of us maybe are on different levels with where our faith is. So this is what I want to say about faith is the feel for action. Is we just need to start to build our belief. If belief is the foundation to start prayer, we need to build our belief. Wherever that is. Maybe some of you, and I've dealt with this in my life, I've dealt with unbelief or doubt. I think it's pretty normal that a lot of us deal with doubt and unbelief. So a great prayer would be this. God, help me with my unbelief. Help me with my doubt. Ask him to help you through this. I think that's a great place to start. That before we can move, and I think to the deeper, deeper things of prayer, first we must believe that God actually wants to move through prayer. And so this leads me to my next point, and this is, by far, this is my favorite point. I love this, I love this, that prayer is also rooted in relationship. Prayer is rooted in relationship. I would say that this is probably, I would contend that the whole point of prayer is actually to be rooted in relationship. That the point of prayer is to be in relationship with God, and from that place of relationship is when we can step out and change the world with Him. Think about it this way. Any relationship that you have, whether it's a a family member or spouse, whatever it is. What do you think one of the most important things in that relationship is? And I would argue that it's communication. So if if you don't communicate with somebody or you can't communicate with them, the relationship's going to fail. I'm sure some of you have experienced this in the past or right now where there's some tension in a relationship. And you can probably look back to it that it's... Maybe a misunderstanding in communication or it's a lack of communication. Well, I think it's the same way with God. If we aren't communicating with him, then how will we know him? And so this is why I think one of the reasons that God created this idea of prayer, I like to think about it this way. God is the creator of all things. God is all powerful. God can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But what does he choose to do? He doesn't choose to just go do everything on his own, to go and just do things how he wants. But what he does is he waits and he chooses to do things with us, with his people. That if you look throughout the Bible, there are stories and stories and stories about how God worked with his people, that he wants to work with them. If you look at David, David is the one that killed Goliath. He's the one that led Israel in some of its best years. And if you read Psalms, you see that David was a devoted man of prayer. And he understood the concept that prayer is rooted in relationship. And I think that most of my life, I would say, until maybe about six six years ago, I viewed prayer as a checklist. And I think maybe sometimes I still do today. And some of you might be at that spot too where, you know, prayer is a checklist. When you're done, you check it off and you feel good to go. And I don't think that's maybe always a bad start to get yourself going. But I think when we make prayer a checklist, is when 
I think that's the reason it's so hard for us to pray sometime. Because we're praying just to get things done rather than praying through a perspective that it can change the world, that it can uh, help me have a better relationship with God. That we shouldn't just be coming to God for just things, but we should come to Him for relationship. And I think that this does two big perspective shifts. When we're rooted in relationship, I think it does two big perspective shifts. And one is this. That shows that prayer is not just a store that we come and shop. It's not just about us. And I think in our culture, if we're looking at play, we're consumers. Americans are very much consumers. We go out and we want to get the next thing, the next thing. We want to have the next thing that we can play with. All of that stuff. And I think what that does is that trickles into our prayer life. And so our prayer life turns into us just asking things from God, right? So whenever our t- maybe we do put prayer into our days, but prayer that we have is all, all about asking this and asking that and asking this. And then when our consumer prayers don't get answered, what do we do? God didn't hear me. I have doubt in God. Where is God in this? And so I think it's important to get that perspective that actually when we pray, it's not about us and it's not about what we can get. God is a good father and he gives us lots of things and he does that through prayer. But the point of prayer is not what we can get. Think about this way. If if I went to a, a party or a gathering or whatever and I came up to someone that I've never met before, meet this person for the first time, would I feel comfortable asking them for a favor? Like... Hey, my name's Matt. Can I have 20 bucks? Like, it's kind of silly. Like, no, I probably wouldn't do that unless it's a dare. Um, so in the same way, you look at God. If we're viewing God as a stranger, or we're not devoting time to be rooted in relationship with Him, but we come to Him with all these requests, it's like we're coming to God as a stranger and saying, can I have this, and can I have this, and can I have this? Not that God doesn't hear us because He's a good God. But I think that that's silly too. (laughs) I think that we'd be missing the point of prayer at that point. That it's not about what we can get, but it's about this relationship with God. The Bible, and oh, one more thing. And I think once we're rooted in that relationship, I think that's where effective prayer happens. That effective prayer happens through relationship. And the Bible actually talks quite a bit about effective prayer. And so let's go to 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. Uh, This is our memory verse of the week as well. And this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have requests which we have asked him for. Ask from him. Now, I love this verse because it says, if you ask anything according to his will, he'll answer it. But what it doesn't say is if we ask anything according to our will, he'll answer it. It doesn't say if, he answers any, if you ask anything according to what you want, he'll answer it. And I think if we start to have this perspective change in prayer, that it will start to have those shifts. And so, one of the questions, though, is, well, okay, if we pray according to his will, 
He'll answer it. Well, how do we know his will? How do we know his will? And I think it is this idea of relationship, getting to know him, getting to know his character. Me and my, one of my best friends, Jordan, he, uh, we've known each other for probably 10 years, and we love to play basketball together. And so I'm prob- I, I can ball, but I'm not like one of the best out there, and he's pretty good too. But I, I, I would say that we've lost less than five times in 10 years when it comes to two-on-two. And I don't think it's because necessarily we're the best players out there, but I think we have the best chemistry out there. That, that we know each other so well, that we've spent so much time together, that we've practiced so much together, that I know what he's going to do without the ball, I know what he's going to do with the ball, and I know his next move. I know him so well that I know what his next move is. We don't even have to communicate. about communicate. And so it's the same with, with God as we start to know his character, as we start to develop a relationship with him, as we're rooted in relationship with God. I start to know God's next move. I start to know what God wants to do because I have this chemistry with him. I'm rooted in relationship. And I know relationships can be hard. We can probably all attest to that. Just like any earthly relationship, there's everything trying to steal our attention. There's all these things. There's all these things, all these play things we can do that tries to rob our attention. But I think that we rob our time, but we need to intentionally find time to be rooted in relationship. Intentionally put it in our schedules to be rooted in relationship. I'm going to share this story, then we'll hit our, my third point. A few weeks ago, maybe a little bit more than a few weeks ago now, I was invited to a wedding in Minnesota. And I RSVP'd. I was excited to go. Um, a couple of us were going to go. But by the time it was getting close, closer, I found out that I was the only one that was going to be able to go to this wedding. And so that meant a nine-hour drive there. It meant going to the wedding and the reception and having to leave that night to drive nine hours back because I needed to be at church in the morning because church is awesome. And I had a meeting. But, <laughs> but as it got closer, I was actually really struggling whether I should go or not. And it, it was Probably, maybe I blew it more out of proportion than I should have, but I was so just in a pickle. Like, what do I do? Should I go? Should I not go? And finally, I'm like, Jesus, what do I do? Can you, can you show me some direction? And I just felt that little nudge. It's like, just go. Just go. All right, let's do this. So 9 o'clock Friday night, jump in my car. I drive six hours, get to a rest stop, sleep the rest of the time, wake up in the morning, dress, or, uh, drive the rest of the way, take a little stop at Mall of America to buy some time, and then go to the wedding. And it was an amazing wedding. Around 7 o'clock that night, I leave, drive straight through the night to get here on time, and I did it. Did it on time. It was awesome. But some of you are probably like, you're crazy. You could have just sent them a card with some money, and they would have been fine. And you're probably right. But remember, God said, go. And I think the reason that he told me to go is because he knew he would have 18 uninterrupted, undistracted hours with me. And I think that he knew that I would choose to do that. He knew that I would choose to listen to worship music and um, that I would pray and I would seek him. And I've been on a lot of road trips and a lot of good road trips. But I would say this is one of my favorite road trips because I got to have this uninterrupted time with Jesus. And it was awesome. I came away with so much vision. I came away with so much peace. I was refreshed. I was restored. I was ready to go. And I share that story to say that God 
maybe, if you're listening, might want to intentionally inconvenience you to get time with you. Because not only is it good for us to get time with Him, but He wants to get time with us. And when we're rooted in that relationship, I believe we start to see an effective prayer. And so this last point that I want to share with you guys, I think it's the most easy and practical way that we can further our prayer life. And that's this. Right here, right now. Right here, right now. And I don't think that our, in our culture, it's too hard to understand that we very much are a right here, right now kind of culture. But I also think some of the best moments in life come with a little right here, right now attitude. Last year, I was on Facebook and I saw a friend say that, hey, there's a price war going on right now for tickets. You should check it out. So I checked it out and there was a $400 round trip from Grand Rapids to Europe. $400. Crazy cheap, crazy deal. I bought it right there, right then, right here, right now. Bought it. Worried about all the logistics later. (laughs) But sometimes there's moments that are right here, right now, that are too good of an opportunity to pass up. And I think that's what prayer is like too. I think some of the best prayers are the right here, right now prayers. That God can move in a simple prayer that happens right here, right now. And I think that, and I throw myself in this category too... I think that we're the masters at hearing someone that needs a prayer and saying, hey, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you. And you know what happens? We forget. We forget. So we walk away saying we're going to pray, and then we forget. And so even, uh, I'm in a God Connection group here with some of the staff and some volunteers, and we're trying to change the culture to where it's, hey, I'll pray for you, to, hey, can I pray with you right now? It's the idea that we believe that prayer is so valuable, that it's so powerful, that we can't wait till we get home to pray. We want to pray with you right here, right now, because we want to see God move. We want to see Him move now. And and if you think about the stories that I shared earlier, that maybe the guy would have gotten healed down the road, but it happened right here, right now, because I chose to step out in prayer, and God moved. Same with the encouragement of the guy in the bleachers. We never know what God wants to do, but he's waiting for us to partner with him. Right here, right now. So there's a... There's an old Casting Crown song. If you guys uh, remember Casting Crowns. And there's a line in one of the songs that says, What if his people prayed? And it's like this... Awesome, like, call out to the people. What if his people prayed? And I got to thinking that, especially even when I was hearing us worship today. What if his people prayed? What could happen? If we know that being rooted in relationship, not only grow our relationship with God, but he wants to partner with us to actually change our families. Maybe there's a situation in your life right now that you feel like you have no control over and you feel so helpless. You feel like you don't know what to do. Well, you have something you can do. And that's go to our creator who can change and move things. And he's just waiting for us to step out in that prayer. What if his people prayed? You know, I look at America and I look at all these things and we could say all these negative things that are going on. But what if we chose to pray instead? 
What if we, we were the people that we were partnering with God because we know that he wants to move in our communities, in our family, and in our nation, and we chose to pray? What if his people prayed? And so prayer. I think prayer, that belief, is the fuel for action. So first, we should work on our belief that God wants to move. And second, that prayer should be rooted in relationship. And, and then I challenge us to step out right here, right now. And many of you guys are probably at different spots with prayer. I just encourage you to take your next step. For some of you, and I think this is a really, really great step, is to put prayer in your schedule. I don't know if you guys live by a schedule, but I definitely do. And in your schedule, you put the things that are important to you. You put the things that you can't miss, right? Like I put meetings in with Joel. Like if I miss that meeting, I'm going to get in trouble. So I put it in my schedule. But the things that I value and I think that are important, I put in my schedule. So if I think that prayer is that important, I should put it in my schedule. And so maybe some of you, the first step is to just put it in your schedule, to value it just as much as you value going to work, just as much as you value these other things, to put prayer in your schedule. Some of you might be at the point where you're like, yeah, I want to pray for some people right here, right now. Maybe you make a goal for yourself this week. Hey, I'm going to pray for three people this week, right here, right now. And some of you might be at that point where you're like, you know what, maybe I do kind of ask a lot of things from God, but I'm not necessarily rooted in that relationship. And so maybe it's taking some time, some steps back and not asking when you go to God and just working on your relationship. And some of you might not know where you're at with this whole God thing. And that's, that's, that's fine. A great prayer, I think, for you is when you, when you leave here today to say, God, if you're real, would you show yourself to me? And I think whatever next step you take, if we take these steps towards prayer in God, I think we'll be amazed to see what God not only does in our lives, does in the, the things that we're praying for, but also I think we'll be surprised at how much our relationship with God can grow. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We just thank you for prayer. We thank you that you've given us the gift of prayer, that we can come to you, not only with our stuff, but we can come to you just to talk. Lord, I ask that you that each one of us in this room would just be encouraged by you, Lord, that we would take our next steps in prayer, Lord, because we believe that you can move. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.